Welcome to the Full Scope Podcast, hosted by Landon Leach and Caleb Stafford. We are committed to pursuing all things Jesus, outdoors, hard work, and being free in who we were made to be. We are here to share our passion for living life to the fullest as sons of God. Thanks for listening. Now let's get to this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Full Scope. I'm Landon Leach with Caleb Stafford. What's up, guys? Me and Caleb just been on here chatting. Uh, it's been a fun weekend, gearing up for a lot right now. Uh, UT played yesterday. Hunting oh season's God. around the corner. Doggy doo doo. They played. Caleb's so got bad. a. Caleb's got a elk trip around the corner. Um. Reed's house is actually about to get done around the corner. Two weeks out, the, baby. God, I have told on this podcast that it was two weeks out for like freaking three months, but <laughs> I think it's actually finally like two weeks out. But uh, what are y'all yeah, like? We we have like literally like eight things on our list. Eight, eight things left. Little like they're small things, but they're things that have to get done. Yeah, like they're 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 finishing the floor in the basement this week, um, which is like an epoxy floor. Yeah, and then once that's done, gotta stain the rest of the trim that's going in the basement. Then we gotta trim out the the beams and on the porches, um, touch up paint, and then they gotta install the hot water heater once the floor's done in the basement. So. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's definitely punch list. Literally eight items, eight to eight to nine items that we have to get done. So, but Jacob, who our buddy Jacob Gasno, who's the project manager over the whole thing, pretty much. He's he's led the led the building of the house for like two and a half years. He's going on vacation this week, so mm. it's up to me and no Marcus. Uh, Sweet and any of the house guys and anybody else at the porch to get it done. Well, it's not up to us to get it done. It's a, we're, there's a few things that there's several things on that list that Jacob would like for us to have done by the end of this week. So right. we'll see. We'll see. Um, well, that's cool. But yeah. All finishing touches. Yeah. Shoot, Friday night, me and Jacob spent probably another five hours on the roof of our house. Cause we did like, so we did, um, Caleb knows this, but for the sake of y'all listening, like we did a, like a veneer, um, chimney. So it's not like a real brick stack brick chimney. It's, we wrapped it in a brick veneer and you have to go back and grout it all in. Once you put the, you glue the brick plates on. And so we've been, the grouting process is terrible. And we spent, <laughs> we've spent, I don't know how many hours grouting that chimney. Um, and yeah. so Friday night we spent like four and a half to five hours on the very top of the house, the thir- three story house, grouting the last section of the chimney. We had Josh and Christian carrying like probably fifty pound to sixty pound buckets of grout. Well, that's a little exaggerated, and probably like eh, I don't know, forty to fifty pounds of grout up the up the stairs of the house, out the window, around the roof, up the ladder to us. Oh, dude. huge! Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's a, it was quite the operation. So, but that yeah, that was that was definitely a big part of my Friday. And so I, which I've been sick as a dog. Y'all might hear me cough this episode, but I gave whatever uh, I had last week to Landon over the phone. I guess. Yes, maybe, maybe. No, we're debating still where it came from, but I've definitely had something going on this weekend, and I spent all day yesterday on the couch. Which is not bad. Watching football, watching Tennessee play terrible, and sleeping. So, but yeah, definitely could have played a lot better against Austin P. Where'd you end up watching the game? Where? Yeah, I watched it over at Scott's buddy's house. Oh, cool! It was. We grilled out. We made some dove poppers and grilled steaks. It was a nice little evening. I bet it was very good. good. Ate a bunch how do you of make dove poppers well i mean poppers are i know how to, I, i've grilled it wrapped in bacon but how do you yeah i mean you, it's the same thing 
Oh, okay. Pop, poppers are everything. The same thing. They're just different meats. They're so good. Yep, it's literally the same thing. But we ate really good, and then well, we're very disappointed in Tennessee's performance, but also in I mean Alabama didn't play great either. No, but yeah. still a good game to watch. And yeah, yeah, I got a week. We're going to do some concrete work out at the base this week. Mm. So that'll be some some new first for Caleb. It'll be fun. Um, and then Friday, leave for Colorado to meet Wyatt and go elk hunting. The long wait is the count. Here. Yep, the countdown of the, this week will be... Five days, baby. Five every day days. will be like a year just trying to get to Friday. Yep, Come I mean, away. pumped is an understatement. Yeah. Uh, getting all my stuff packed this weekend and laying everything out to make sure to fill all the holes that I'm missing. And yeah, dude, I mean, couldn't be more excited. I mean, to go elk hunting and to do it with Wyatt. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Oh, it's going to be so fun. Uh, high expectations, of course. Yeah. And <laughs> we'll probably get really humbled, but. It's all hey. part of the adventure, and we'll see oh, what dude. happens. Yeah. It'll be We've awesome. put in a lot of work, both of us have, up until this point, so. That's awesome. It'll be it'll be testing for sure, but that's kind of like what's going on. So the next couple of weeks, as far as the podcast go, might look interesting. Get Landon to do a solo episode. Yeah. I'll probably be on here by myself next week, next episode. Maybe if you do it this week, I can edit it, and you can post it next week and have something, but. That's if true. not, it might be a week or two. Oh, that's right. I forgot you're our editor now. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, but yeah, so awesome. So we got definitely got cool things ahead. Um, but, uh, you know, as we just kind of transition here just to get into the episode tonight, um, a few weeks ago or a few episodes ago, I want to say weeks because our the way when we post these and when we record them are so out of whack, which we're actually on track now, sort of. So, but, um, when a few episodes ago we talked about, I can't remember what we called it, but it was about pretty much living from your heart as a man and walking into things of your heart. And, um, from that conversation, uh, when we were planning all that a while back, you know, we, me and Caleb both talked about, uh, I guess living from your heart has to do a lot with understanding your inner man and living from your inner man, um, you know, and really just like what that, what I mean by that is that like, which we're going to get into what all that means really, but why that spurs that on is because your inner man has a lot to do with your spirit and your heart and your spirit are really connected and, you know, to live from your heart and live from that, that love centered place in you, um, has a lot to do with the, the inner part of you, your, your inner man. So, um, yeah, Caleb, is there anything you wanted to share on that? I guess talking about that trend kind of transition on that. Yeah. I mean, we just realized the important, uh, aspect of how much this is related and, how much revelation is on this because I I can say that I don't think I really understood what the inner man was until probably a handful of years ago while I was at the porch. Mm-hmm. And I know Richie said it on a Thursday night when we were going through Romans. And I know that definitely kind of shifted my perspective of what is that? I have never really even heard anybody put that into perspective for me. So it was definitely a shift and something that's been very important in your, in my life Mm. and in Landon's life. And when you're made aware of this, you can't unsee it. And it's something we feel like people need to be more aware of. And it's a topic that's not necessarily popular, but something that's legit and in the Bible. So it, there's a reason that Paul brings it up, Jesus and David in the Psalms. And I mean, like there's a bunch of different scriptures all over, all over the Bible that 
talk about what your spirit man and your inner man are. Yeah. And we just really wanted to connect the dots there and really just let the Lord speak and go in on that. Yeah. So, so I mean, we, I guess yeah, we really wanted... I was going to say probably need to give a definition first or kind of explain what we even mean by inner man or spirit. Yeah. And I was just going to say real quick too, you know, we, we do want to kind of bring this conversation to you all um, carefully. And with some, we are going to, you know, bring some scripture to you guys on here because we just want to give a good understanding and we, and we, we're going to try to do our best to give a good understanding of it. And um, so just bear with us, but we just, we just, we hope to give a good explanation of what the inner man is. How do you find it? Like, how do you, how do you know what it is in you and how do you like live from it, walk in it? How do you hear it? You know, all these things, because like Caleb said, it is, it is a, it's a vital part of walking in strength as a man of God. Um, and I think living the full life that God has for you only happens when you know who your inner man is and you feed him daily. Um, and so, but like Caleb said, a definition would probably be helpful. So, you know, the inner man is just to kind of start us off with some real clarity, like Mm -hmm. your inner man is a total spiritual part of you. And we've talked about this on here before, but a lot of a lot of you'll hear the world and a lot of things about like you know I can just feel that in my soul or people talk about their soul as if it's like the the core of who they are person mm-hmm. well that's not actually who our core is the world only sees their soul as their core because the world the spirit of the world does not know the spirit of god and so in ourselves we have we are a triune person. We are a spirit who has a soul that's in a body. We are a triune person. As a person, we are triune, just like God is triune, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So your inner man is the man, the part of you that comes alive. It is the spirit man that comes alive in you when you receive the spirit of God. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit comes when you receive salvation and your spirit man is made alive. Um, and when you're, when you're, when you're, and I, I'll be pretty defined in saying this, that like people who do not have the spirit of God, who do not receive salvation and, and believe in Jesus and for all that he did. So, you know, the cruci- the the death for sin, the resurrection, all those things, they don't know their inner man. They don't know their spirit, man, because the the word says that our spirits are dead. Our spirits were dead before the spirit of God, before Jesus, before Christ. Yeah. And a lot of the world and people of the world that aren't believers, they live out of their soul, man. They don't live out of their spirit, man. So their inner man is their soul, man, until their spirit's made alive. And so just to kind of help define that, but like your inner man is the living reality, the living man part of you that is spirit, the eternal part of you. Your soul and your personality and your emotions, it's eternal as well. But it's the the spirit of God that makes our spirit man, our inner man come alive. And that, that part of us only grows throughout our walk with the Lord. And when I mean growth, I mean, it's our awareness of him for one, his prevalence in our lives and how we live through that part of ourselves. He, we live through that, that inner man more and more and more as we continue to grow in the Lord. And we can, we end up, we live through him and make decisions through him. And we experience life through the inner man more and more and more as we grow as well. Yes. Um, And so it, we, when we are made alive to Christ, we immediately are saying yes to letting the inner man be our number one leader and not our soul man. Because our soul man only knows how to react to our current situations. He only knows how to react to our emotions, to our thoughts. Our spirit man 
only is led by the truth of God and the voice of God. And it all, and so that's why we are always called to be led by the inner man. So, um, that I hope that that kind of helps set the table and define like what we mean by inner man. Yes, that's so good, dude. Um, when you're talking about this coming alive spirit in you that is from God after you've been saved, it is something like you were talking about, and this goes hand in hand, is that right now if you're not of God, that spirit Mm. is fleshly. Mm. Like that soul that Landon just mentioned, that is fleshly, and those decisions are made out of death. Yeah, the spirit's not even in it because he's not alive. Right. So it's completely empty, and yeah, your inner man is absent. Like, I mean, it is not even a thing. So dying to that flesh and taking on the spirit of God is dethroning the flesh that you once made decisions with. Now that inner man is what you have to put in place. Mm. And that is the place to live from. And I mean, that comes with walking in authority, but the biggest thing that we want to kind of hammer is like the awareness of it, of knowing that the reason that you want more of God or anything of that hunger that comes from the Lord, this is mm-hmm. what is spurring it on is that inner man that's in you. Yeah. Um, it is crucial. And seriously, I didn't, it gives a lot of lingo to the stuff that you might be feeling or have experienced before, but not necessarily yeah. known what that is. Mm-hmm. And that gives a label to it. And it gives a lot of yeah. revelation and understanding to what's inside of you. Yeah. I think, when it come when the when the inner man is made alive when the spirit is made alive you know that's those life shifting moments of salvation yes you know that's that obviously made alive to Christ you are no longer a sinner of uh, separated from God but the the inner reality shift is yes Jesus the holy Jesus comes to live in your heart because the spirit of God has made your spirit alive all of a sudden there's a part of you that you can recognize and you may not be able to express it or even describe it, but you can, you know, there's something else going on inside of me now than there was before. Yeah. And it's not just how I feel. It's something else. Yes. You know, and it is, it is that inner man. It is that inner person that is you. But it is honestly the, the, the spirit man is the truest form of you. And you have to feed him more than you feed your soul to actually re- to 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 become attuned to him. And um, and I know this might can sound really confusing. Um, I guess just because it's you know it's like how what does that even mean? Like how do I become more attuned to a part of me that's more truly me? That's the thing that doesn't yeah. know who I am, but yeah. it's the truth. And and I think a lot of it has to do with our heart. Like we talked about a minute ago. So like our heart is this, like, I don't even know. It's like, it is full of, it is the love. It is the part that the Lord comes and lives in. It is, you know, the heart is our, our heart is our inner fire, I guess, you know, and then our spirit, our spirit and our heart are kind of like this pair. Um, and, they, I don't know, I had a thought earlier, I'm trying to remember it, but it was about the fact that, like, you know, the more we feed our spirit, the more free our heart becomes, mm. you know? Wow. And I was talking to you about, like, when we release the spirit on the earth from hearts that are free from woundedness, lies, sin, all these things, it's so much more powerful because we're releasing it from the fullness of ourselves and the fullness of the Lord. And that, that is, it is both us, you know, it's, um, it is all of us. It's, you know, it's our heart and it's our spirit and it's our soul. It's all of those things. Yes. I mean, it's a glorified dance of being the fullest of who God designed you to be yet. God, God be illuminated through you. Yeah. That's what this aspect is. And something, I mean, we're definitely going to dive into, scriptures about this so that 
y'all can understand where we're pulling from. We're not making this up or yeah. it might sound a little lofty or it might be a little fuzzy to you because you haven't heard it well, before. Yeah. But uh, we definitely just want to, we feel heavy that this is number one, something that is so important. It's been important in our lives. It's important to God. It's, it's something that gives life and, it is, I mean, I don't know what more to say on that, but mm-hmm. I just want to emphasize how important it is and life-changing this can be if you really dig into this. Yeah, I mean, it is it is the main place you communicate to the Spirit and to the Lord. Um, and, you know, I think about people that I know that, you know, had a salvation experience with the Lord but they don't ever move forward into this place. And a lot of times I think it's either because they maybe didn't truly receive salvation when they thought they did. And so it was like a thought of like, yes, but not like an actual giving of their heart to the Lord. Um, But then there's times where I think people truly have given their heart to the Lord in salvation, but they're not being fed by the right things. So therefore like they're feeding their soul more than they are their spirit. So they don't actually know how to walk in the spirit. They don't know how to walk in that inner man, feed that inner man because yeah, so therefore it's not growing. You're pretty much starving it out. You're starving it. And so it's like, you don't have, and on a lot of times, look, the reality is you won't have peace. Like if you truly have the spirit of God in you, but you never feed this, the Lord in you. And you know that you've made a choice in your heart at one time for him but you only feed it with soulish things with things of whether it be sinful things or just, you know, shallow things, there will be a part of you that is never within peace because you're like, dang, this thing that used to satisfy me doesn't now, but I don't know why. And a lot of times it has to do with the fact that you just need discipled. You just need taught and, and, and instructed and someone come alongside you and talk to you about, the spirit that's inside of you, the inner part of you that's alive now because of Jesus. And when you start feeding that, when you start feeding that man, when you start really leaning into the presence of God and the word of God and the worship of the Lord, it's so crazy. Dude. Like, I'll just be honest. Like, I don't have this all the way figured out. I understand it a lot more in my spirit and in my heart than I do in my words and my thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Like there's a part of like, it's, it's so weird. It's like the spirit in me, the inner man in me hungers to worship. But when, when I start to worship, my heart gets more free. And then my, it's almost like my heart starts to worship. It's almost, it's so weird. It's like these two things that are seemingly separate, but also a, together, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like verbally pro, externally processing this on here for y'all just because like there's parts of it still. When I think about it, I'm like, dang, it's like, I know the spirit in me hungered for me to worship today. But as soon as I did it, my heart felt the love of the Lord grow. Yeah, initially you might not have felt that, but you could hear the spirit of the inner man inside of you. Leading me. Yeah, beckoning you to go for it. Yeah. You might have not felt like it or something like that. And then it's like once you actually take it to that place and take those steps, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. And now it's like your heart's more into it or whatnot. And dude, something I just thought of is like, what's crazy is like the world. So like the enemy is constantly trying to normalize and, and, and deceptively uh, downplay the complexity of, of humans, of people, because we are actually very complex because the God who made us is complex. And we do have many parts in us. We are, like I said, we're the, the triune being, but like, we do who we do have a heart and we have a soul and we have a spirit and we have thoughts and we have emotions, you know, like we are very deep and our inner man. And when that spirit comes alive, that's the deepest parts of us that ever was. Mm-hmm. And when we start to encounter God and that spirit man starts to grow and strong uh, as, as a stronger presence in us, we start to sense that eternity. We start to sense that everlasting part of god that's like whoa there's something a lot bigger going on in my life and oh and over my life than i realized and it's all about god yes dude this this concept of the inner man is something that 
I mean, yes, if you've given your life to the Lord at an altar one day and your life isn't telling any more different than it was that day or beforehand, you honest like that's not a condemning statement for me that's just a reality check of how much is this inner man really being fed and am I, is it a lot like is yeah. that actually in me yeah. and sometimes sometimes i mean yes you go through rough spells and you're still going to sin and whatnot but you have to constantly check this inner man and make sure it's aligned yeah and you're you're in the right space with the lord and I mean, it goes back to even David with uh, Psalm 51 mm. of his repentant psalm that 51 is and aligning his heart. And he writes, Behold, you desire truth in the innermost being, mm. and in the hidden part you will make me know wisdom. Wow. Yeah. So even David is aware that. There's something deep inside of him that craves yep. the truth, the yep. real desire, the real purpose for his life, the alignment with God that now his spirit has. Yeah. It's crucial. And you mm -hmm. don't feel right whenever it is dethroned or out of line. Yep. I want to go ahead and transition into um, just kind of sharing some scripture. Because I think there's going to be a lot that we're going to build off of from that. Yeah. Um, why don't you, Caleb, go ahead and we'll start with Romans seven, and just kind of go from go from there, and mm. you know read those sections in it and just kind of share your heart on it. Okay. I mean, this week I uh, randomly flipped to it, like in my time with the Lord, and Romans seven was what it, and we already previously. Three or four months ago, wrote down our quarterly like ten topics that we feel like we want to talk about on this podcast. Well, mm -hmm. we put the inner man as one of those, and we've been kind of like, "Oh, we feel the weight on this. I don't know if we yeah. should do it this week. We'll try another one, and when we feel the grace to do it, we will." And then, just so happens, this week is where I read Romans seven, and it's Paul talking about the two conflicting natures within ourselves we have the flesh and then we have we have the spirit and he talked he talks about the inner man and mentions it and then it's just like okay yeah landon like this is this is definitely the time that yeah <laughs> we, need, we need to talk about this so um he's taught i mean this is a scripture that talks about where Paul is vulnerable and talks about his struggles of, yes, when you are saved, you still, this is a daily choice oh. to die to your flesh. There is not a day until we are reunited with the Lord that you just live a perfect sinless life. <sighs> and when you're a perfectionist or no. have some religious acts in you or whatever it may be that you just, you want to get it right all the time. Yeah, like me and Landon talk about this all the time with our mess ups. Like, we would love to be perfect. Like, I used to cry to my mom, like <laughs> yeah. that it wasn't fair that Jesus was the only one that got to be perfect. <laughs> like, how is that? Why is that a thing? Uh, yeah, and uh, that's kind of Paul's heart here. Of I, my mind and my spirit is set out to do one one thing yet i still mess up sometimes well i still have shortcomings yeah so what is this god and he just goes in on uh, <clears throat> i find i find this is verse 21 in chapter 7 i find then the principle that evil is present in me and the one who want and the one who wants to do good for I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man. So he is looking at his actions and saying, where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. And evaluating and saying, well, this was not of God or this is of God. And when you recognize these things that are not of God, there has to be a repentant heart and recognizing where 
the root is, but you're, you're, you cannot tie yourself into your actions. Those, those are not perfect. Um, it's more about the heart and you have to rely on Jesus every day of your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not a day we're exempt from the grace that we need from Jesus. And that's where Paul's coming from is, Lord, I have set thanks be to God, jump down to verse 25, through Jesus Christ our Lord. On the one hand, I myself with my mind and serving the law of God, but with the other, my flesh and the law mm. of sin. So, yeah, that's that really spoke heavily to me of we put the apostles or and stuff on a pedestal of they probably lived a perfect life after encountering Jesus and he's honest and says, No, that's not how it works for me. I still have to die every day to my flesh and fight for this relationship with Jesus. Yep. Um I want to go to Second Corinthians four sixteen now. This is Paul again. He says, um, therefore, well, I'll start at verse 15. He says, indeed, everything is for your benefit so that as grace extends through more and more people, it may cause thanksgiving to increase to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not give up. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day for our momentary light affliction is producing for us an an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. And so Mm. as I was, that kind of goes back to what I was speaking to earlier about how when you, the more you feed the inner man, once he's made alive through salvation and that spirit man in you is made alive through the Holy spirit, you, and the, the more you feed him and the closer you get to the spirit of God and the presence of God and to the Lord, you start to sense that eternity on God. You start to sense the kingdom of God. You start to sense that renewal. And so he says, even though our, our outer man is being destroyed, even though our, our body, our flesh, our fleshly man, our soulish, our, not our soulish man, not, you know, our personality, those things, those are eternal. But the fleshly side of us, the sin nature of us, the, the, we are, we are daily that that part is daily getting destroyed, daily dying. Our our actual physical bodies are daily getting older and daily aging. But our inner man, our inner person is becoming renewed daily as we drink. You know, I think this makes me think so much about the presence of God. Um, We talk about a lot and it's a kind of a thing, but like the presence of God is like a river. It is like an ever flowing river. And, yeah. <laughs> And if you want to get in that river, you can get in the river because it's flowing around you all the time. And it is never ceasing and it is always alive. And when you are constantly feeding yourself with the presence of God, whether it be through worship or prayer or connection with God, like really wanting God for him and you're, you you pursue that, you're, you actually you are filled with more and more life, the energy of true life, which is Jesus alone. Jesus alone is life itself. He is the force of life. That's why when you can live in your 50s and 60s and 70s, but you are constantly pursuing Jesus your entire life, you feel like your body might be old, but your spirit is like on fire. If you've ever met older, older people who have lived a life that just, was laid down to Jesus forever. They get to their seventies and eighties and like, they can just speak his name and people in the whole room, just shudder and free and like, just are moved because they are, they carry a fire in their inner man. Their inner man is more alive than their outer man. Yeah. Because of the years and dedication that they've been purified in the likeness of Jesus. Yeah. I mean, they've had, they've been molded longer. They've been shaped and, Mm, that's good, yeah. And, and then, that just reveals another truth—the truths of, dude. You can pursue a career, you can pursue money, you can pursue whatever on this earth. When it says that outer man is decaying, none of that stuff in the grand scheme of life really satisfies you in the yeah. long term. 
that's why when you do that, you have to get more of it because it's constantly just, you got to get the new iPad, the new iPhone, whatever it tapers off. Like there's a high that comes with it, but it, it fades. But that, that person that's inside of you that is going to live forever, that thing needs to be fed. And oh, how much more life-giving is that? Dude, and this is, a, yeah, God, this is why we have to, like, speak truth. Like, truth, like Bible truth, like the Word of God truth, because we carry words of life. And, like, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to, what I'm trying to get at is that we can have all these thoughts that we build this reality and these dreams around that if I can, like my purpose is the next is my, is my career path or my purpose is finding something that I want to do with my life. That is, that is meaningful or that makes is fun or that makes me feel, you know, happy or whatever. And we, we, we form our purpose around a career choice or a, you know, exciting life path or whatever. Because we don't have any other truth but what the world's feeding us that happiness or fulfillment equals finding the right, you know, job or finding the right passion. Oh, dude, yes, it's the white picket fence life here in America. It's yeah. The, okay. Or it can be the adventurous life. Or it can be the. Go to college, get married, wants. have kids, buy a house. And then it's yeah. like you get there and then all those people have accomplished that. And in their 40s or 50s, they're dissatisfied. It's like, what have I done up to this point but pay bills? And yeah, now my kids are grown and whatever. There just has to be more. There's a deeper meaning to life. Yeah. And fulfillment. Fulfillment is actually, especially if we're made alive to the Lord. If like, here's the thing, like. You cannot have the spirit man alive in you. You cannot have your inner the inner man alive in you. And you will chase soulish things your entire life and you'll never be fulfilled. And you'll if you don't have the message of Christ around you or you know it or you've heard it, like it is the grace of God every time you acknowledge God at all before your salvation. And it's the grace of God on your salvation in every moment since then too. But what I'm getting at is, like, apart from your inner man being made alive, you don't want things of God, usually. You want good things. You can want moral, moralistic things. You can want wholesome things. Yeah. But to actually want him and to want the things of him. And, but you'll, and the thing is, though, like, you are still, but you are made for him. And you are, that spirit, you are made for your spirit to come, to be alive. And you can be, you can live from the soul and want wholesome things your whole life and you'll still not be fulfilled. You'll just have to be, keep getting more and more things that feed your soul. Um, Dude, yeah. And also like good people, good people don't go to heaven. That's not no. the point of this life. And that's not the ticket. It doesn't matter if you do great things in your life. If you're not tied to Jesus and tethered with him with the relationship, yeah. then you're, it, it's void. It's not anything. It's meaningless. And when, yeah. And when you're made alive and when your spirit man is alive and your inner man is alive, you realize it's a lot bigger than just going to heaven. Yep. It's about bringing heaven here right now. Yes. You know, it's, it's a lot bigger than just going to heaven one day and whatever, you know, and, um, <clears throat> Ephesians 3 says in verse 14 of Ephesians 3 for this reason Paul's writing for this reason I kneel before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width, height, and depth of God's love. So here, this is such a profound and just amazing what a passage scripture. of fire. <laughs> but like you see here where Paul separates the inner man and the heart as two separate things. Yeah, He says to be strengthened with your power in your inner being and that the Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So 
our inner man is the spirit man, like we were saying, that is that we need to feed with more spirit. Inner man needs more spirit. Heart needs more Jesus, which the spirit and Jesus are the same thing, but they're just two different expressions. But it's like Expression our hearts are filled. With, yeah, our hearts are filled with love in Jesus. We grow in love in our hearts with Jesus. But as we grow in love with Jesus in our hearts, our spirit, our inner man grows in power with the spirit to carry out the kingdom on the earth. It's all God. It's all a part of it. And these are, these can be sort of complex things, but mm. when you strip it all down, the reality is there's, there's a part of you that only God can give you. And he wants to make that part of you alive and, and bring you more fulfillment than you've ever had in your life. Yeah. And you can walk for years thinking you've given your life to God and your spirit man may be alive, but you've never had anyone actually speak to you about your inner man. So you're actually dissatisfied with everything and you're still trying to feed yourself with soulish things. When a long time ago you said yes to the letting yourself be fed by spiritual things. Yeah. And you know, so we're just here to like communicate like that inner man was made for power. He was made for the presence of God. Like, there's a part of you that craves the presence of God. You know, it's like, like David writes, I can't remember which Psalm, but he's like, my soul thirsts for you. Yes, even pants. And he's talking about his heart, but he's like also his spirit, his spirit longs for the presence of God. Yeah. Dude, that scripture in Ephesians is so freaking loaded. Yeah, dude, it's fire. <laughs> It's crazy because, yeah, it's wild. I mean, a couple things that stand out to me when you read that is it's talking about being strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. Mm -hmm. And it's not, there's two big things that stand out to me. Number one, it's according to the riches of his glory. So it's not anything that you can do to earn it. There ain't Mm -hmm. nothing. There's no rhyme or reason other than. It's because God has it and he wants to give it to you for his glory. It's his abundance of riches of which he gives to you. Yep. And which tells you how much of it there is to get. Yeah. God. <laughs> it's endless. So, uh, I mean, it is a hunger that's unleashed in you and it's never satisfied <laughs> completely. It's something that is just like, wow, God, I didn't realize that there was that much of you and you just, there's so much glory on it. You want more, hmm. but also, I want to point out that when it starts out in 14, it's talking about um, he begins all of that great stuff that you read and said. Mm -hmm. That's the reason for this reason. I bow my knees before the father. He's praying for that for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you if you hear this and you're like, God, what the crap are they talking about? Like, this is like I don't it's not hitting you and it's not making much sense. Mm hmm. Hit your knees and pray about it. Uh, That's what I would challenge you. I mean, just ask God about it. And I mean, if Paul, if Paul's getting on his knees for it, shouldn't we? Um, Dude, that's the dang truth. Goodness gracious. Yeah. And and a lot of times, if you've never known the spirit, like moving in you or your inner man come like communicating to you or being touched or being like, when you go to when you hit your face and you get there with the Lord and you pray and God starts doing something, chances are He's going to do something in a way that you're like, something's happening. I don't know what it is. It's not like my emotions. It's not like what I'm thinking. But I there's something in me that is like I don't know what. But when I pray to God about this, there's something going on that I can't even put my finger on. Yeah, chances are <laughs> that's that guy in you saying like, feed me. You know, like the spirit of God and the spirit of God in you are like talking and it's like bearing witness. Like, Hey, I'm in you and I want to move in your life more than you've ever seen to glorify the Lord. You you know, feed me with the spirit. Yeah. Oh, that's really good stuff. I mean, I'm trying to give some examples in my life. I mean, this is something that is not just like some urge in you that is like, oh, I feel this towards this way. No, it's that deep 
pit in your stomach that <laughs> gives you this discernment that you can't yeah. even put words to sometimes. You're just like, I don't know where this came from, but I know it's deeper than me. Yeah. Like you said, it's not emotions. It's yeah. not just led like that. It's like you can actually just kind of feel it, and it's like otherworldly because it's spirit. It's not flat. I mean, it's not a... Uh, it's not physical. It's spiritual. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes it's... we have to grow in this area to be aware of these things because it's not natural. It's supernatural. So yeah. it is definitely it... something that you have to learn and grow in. Yeah. Like uh, Galatians 5, I had these verses that I was going to read this one too. Galatians 5, 16 says, I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry uh, out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to one another, so that you do not do so. You don't do what you want, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Um, and what that means is, like what Caleb was saying, like. The, the spiritual part of you, the inner man part of you is not an emotionally led part of you. He is a, he, it is led by the, it is led by God. You know, there's been times when it's funny, like when you are in the presence of the Lord or you're in the presence of the word of God or men of God and you, you know, you, you, you allow yourself to like listen to teachings and of the Bible and things like that. You're actually feeding that inner man. And sometimes you're feeding him long before you realize you are yep. or long before you realize how much he's receiving. But then moments will happen when you have an opportunity to talk or you're, you're, you know, something comes up and you start sharing from your heart about the Lord. And as soon as you like, that's why I was saying earlier, it keeps coming back up, but like there's so much correspondence that has to happen between your heart and your inner man for your inner man to show itself because it, it, the inner man's strength corresponds with the openness of your heart for the love of Jesus. Yeah. And the more of your heart you give to the Lord, the more, ac the more, um, capacity you're creating for your spirit man to receive of the spirit of God. And so it's like you start to share from your heart about God. And the next thing you know, all this stuff starts coming out of you from your spirit. Because it's like your your will and your desire is to truly love God. And because you, you have that desire because you are his and because his spirit lives in you. And when you do that, then his spirit is just activated and it just like releases. And so it's like to really feed this spirit, man, and to really get into it is to give the Lord your heart, which is the whole point. It's like get in prayer, get on your face, pray to God. But pray that you that your heart would be fully given to God. That's how you feed your inner man. Is you love Jesus and you to love Jesus means to love his word and to love his teachings and to love, you know, worshiping him and all these things. But it's all feeding this alive man in you that is of the spirit of God, like we have said a million, million times now. Um, but it's it's so different than your flesh. And it, and the thing is like, you have to decide, you have to discipline yourself sometimes into feeding your inner man. You have to discipline yourself into walking in your inner man. Like it said, oh, your flesh does not want the things of the spirit and your spirit does not want the things of the flesh. It's like water and oil. They don't mix, you know? Yes. Like, especially this is a perfect take home scenario of when someone's sharing or you're reading the gospel or uh, your Bible in general, somebody's teaching or preaching and something's hitting you and it's mm -hmm. convincing. That is something most of the time that you just need to, I've done this multiple times and it really is astounding what it does for you. But <laughs> when you, you feel that conviction and know in yourself that you're not properly aligned in that area mm. that they're talking about or you're reading about, you need to take that and be super literal and say, all right, spirit man, rise yeah. up in this area. Well, wow. be aware, tune into this area. I need help Yeah, because you need to be fed more than what I'm feeding this struggle or this wow. sin. That's so good. Kevin. 
and it acknowledged the Holy Spirit in that. Yeah. And we don't the the Holy Spirit and the inner man are also intertwined with yeah. uh, your heart there. Like this yeah. inner man, we're not saying that your inner man has more power, or this spirit, whatever. No. It's, we're talking about the spirit of God that's in you and revealed through you in the way that you're made and how yeah. you relate yeah. to God. That's what it is. Yeah. It's the it's purest form of what who God made you to be. That's what <laughs> yeah. It is. yeah. So I, that is something that has really changed my life in that aspect of the inner man of mm. when you are convicted speak to speak these things over you speak to that inner man and say come alive yeah yeah. i am lacking in this area and i'm dying this flesh needs to die inner man take over right here holy spirit take over yes dude that reminds me of so many times i've like prayed with guys or stuff and it's like and someone's prayed over me and i've heard people say like spirit man stand up Mm -hmm. don't tell someone's spirit and it's literally like people will get in this place of like, they're, I don't even fill in the scenario. It can be anything, but it's like they, that you can tell they're not fighting from the right place. Yeah, dude. It has they're believing. major to do with posture. I mean, yes, posture is a big thing. So it, to. Yeah. It's like, it's like being slumped down in a chair and you're eating, you know, like you're, you're depressed about your life. And you're just like, well, nothing's going my way versus sitting up straight, alert, and you're being taught and you're listening. That's the difference in living from not out of your inner man to living out of your inner man. It's like you will you will default to living from your soul and how you feel about stuff and doing things the way you want it to be done because, you know, it makes you feel a certain way or it doesn't challenge you. Mm. You have to intentionally live from the inner man. Our flesh, like what, like the word says, our flesh hates the spirit, and the spirit hates the flesh. So they're warring against one another. But we're called to live by the spirit. Our spirit, for one, is where we have the most peace. And we have to align ourselves. We have to let the the spirit, a lot in charge, dictates our soul and our emotions, which dictates our flesh. So yep. what that looks like practically is like. I'm starting to, like I might come in and like everything is getting on my nerves or pissing me off or I'm upset about something. I will I will get alone. I'll take a minute and I'll be like like I'll be like Holy Spirit like like I can I can see what's going on right now. Like I need you to like be in charge of me right now. I need you to lead me and I I know the truth. This is the truth right here. This 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 and this and not what I what I'm feeling. So I'll like tell speak like Caleb said, I will well the literal thing is so true. Like soul, like you need to submit to the spirit right now. Like I'm not gonna be I'm not making decisions and I'm not reacting the rest of my day based off how something makes me feel or what I what I think about something. You yeah. know? And in that moment, you know, I a lot of times I like I will like take a deep breath and I, I will like focus myself on the face of Jesus and on the truth that I know in God. And, you know, my spirit will lead me from there and I'll, you know, keep going. But it's, it's very, and like we talked about this at school as a very applicable thing, but it's like, if you're, if you are, if you're walking and you have the spirit of God in you and you, you know, you have this inner man and you're letting yourself be led around by your emotions you will receive things that are of God through your emotions and into your spirit. And what that means is you will, you will start interpreting things about how you feel as if they're truth versus letting the spirit lead you and knowing that and letting the, and letting the truth lead your emotions. Like that can happen. That happens a lot. Like, well, I feel like 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 you, you can be a believer and love the Lord and all these things. But you're letting yourself be led around by your emotions. And next thing you know, you start thinking out how you feel about stuff is actual stone hard truth. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that ain't really. The... <clears throat> Dude, what you talked about earlier with the posture thing is so true. Um, I want to go back to that and add some stuff on mm-hmm. that because that, that is life changing. 
that is mm-hmm. that is taking the perspective of you're throwing shame out you're ruling it out it's not yep. what you're standing with um you're not standing condemned you're not standing uh you're not standing with those wrong decisions that you feel like you've made and when you actually speak life into that inner man yeah uh that posture is everything it puts away that victim mentality of like absolutely things have happened to me yeah when you say inner man stands up it gives you authority over that subject absolutely yes and that flesh and it's totally a mindset it's a shift it'll totally change your perspective of it yeah and that's what it is it's the power of god revealing how much authority it has over whatever that situation is yep and you don't have to sit there and sulk over it anymore you have the power to overcome and that's why i say all the time like (laughs) a lot of people are exactly where they want to be with the lord because the spirit-filled life is the life of no excuses Mm. like the spirit-filled life is a life that says you actually have access to every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, which is what the word literally says. Like you have complete authority and access to walk in victory over these things. And your, your choice to be out of alignment with the truth of who God says you are and what he's given you means that you'd rather stay enabled in your excuses and expect God to do it for you. But it's like, we aren't called for, this is just a whole other situation hold their podcast <laughs> but it's just like a little snippet of it is just like the reality is we were called to co-labor with god we're not called for to sit around and be immobile and expect god and, and just say well god's not done anything i'm just waiting for god to move me i'm like god moved when his son sent his spirit and released the kingdom of god in the hearts of his sons and daughters you know um yeah but like the whole posture piece yeah, it's like seek to receive something. Seek if you're not if you're not setting your mind, if you're not setting yourself to receive the Lord, chances are you're being led by your soul. Because it's the spirit of God that the inner man longs to hear the voice of God. The inner man wants to say, "I'm listening, Lord. I hear you." And then I'm and I'm going from what you've just said. You know, like Jesus, seek and you'll find. Ask and you will receive knock and the door will be open it's like it's a very active lifestyle Hmm. yes there's seasons of waiting but it's active waiting it's not waiting it's not waiting and just sitting around and not doing anything it's like you're still serving you're still loving people you're still carrying out the gospel and all these things you may not have this call that you know yet but you still are called to actively live in the presence of god in the kingdom amongst people but it's like, but all this is from a life that is, that has a, that inner man being fed, that inner man being strengthened daily, that inner man that is constantly, like you're choosing to live from him and not from your, you're not living from your past. You're not living from your, you know, what people, what you think people think about you or whatever. Um, it's really the power source of our life with God. It is, dude. Um, is there any other places you wanted to take this or any other spaces you wanted to hit? Um, I would say for those of you who you're listening and you're like, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, And I want to live from him more. I would say, first of all, that's you trust this, trust him, trust. Like first, you you, a lot of thing. This is true. A lot of stuff with God, it comes with your agreement. Yep. You've got to, you need to agree because until you agree, you're still not believing. Mm -hmm. But if you will say, Okay, God, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I I want to feed my inner man. I, I want I want to live from this inner man. I want this inner man. I know that he's there. I recognize him. Cause like when you agree, 
you actually say yes to taking responsibility to feed that. A lot of people don't want to agree because they don't want the responsibility and they'd like to keep thinking that, oh, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just waiting for God to do something. When God, like I said a minute ago, it's all about like our agreement. So first of all, I would, you got to agree. You got to speak that truth over yourself and know like, I agree that like my, this inner man's in me, Lord, and I want to walk in him. And so from there, I would say, trust that he's there. Once you've agreed with him, trust that he's there. And when, like when you're reading scripture, like read and like the things that start coming up in your mind, trust that that's the spirit of God. That's the inner man. And he's speaking and he's being fed and he's being fueled, Yeah, you know, and like when you're talking with people, like if you pr- pursue the presence of God and make a create a secret place, you know, pursue an intimate life with God and that inner man will be fed and then and trust that he's there and, and agree that he's that's what that he's in you. And even if this is the first time you've ever heard about this, you know, it's like the inner man instructs because he's he is one with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's called our helper. You know, and so it's like. A lot like I would encourage people to come become attuned to that, become attuned to the inner person inside of them and how he speaks to you and when he's speaking. And it's like a lot of times it's like your own thoughts. And it's these places in you that you know it's not you, but you know it's the presence of God or it's the spirit of the Lord. And it's it's that spirit man in you. And, I mean, a lot of times, like, when you see ministers that are really real men of God that walk with integrity and purity and holiness, and, like, you can tell when someone is moving from the spirit in them. Yeah. You know, I oh, felt yeah. it in my own self. When I start talking certain sometimes, I can just, I can feel that like the spirit man in me is speaking. Like this is not just Landon anymore. This is the spirit of Landon. That's a spirit of God. Yeah. And it's like, but it looks like me and it sounds like me, you know, and it's expressed through my heart and mannerisms and all those personality traits. But it is that, that inner man is coming out, you know? So, I mean, I would say that I would just say, trust Trust the Lord. Agree with this. Agree with the inner man being in you if you've given your life to Jesus. And trust that he's speaking and trust that you hear him. And trust that he will speak to you when you want, when you try to, you know, make space for that to happen. Yes. Yeah, I just want to echo that. I I feel like I want to pray over y'all and whoever wants to receive this and really awaken this in them if they haven't yet already or if you have already done it and you just want more mm-hmm. so um father we we submit to you and lord you have made us so unique and you have designed us individually yeah. to express yourself yes god lord come and inhabit mm-hmm may your spirit come and ignite who you have truly made me to be in the purest form. Yes, Jesus. Inner man arise within me and Hmm. may this be something that I feed the rest of my life until I'm with you. Yes. I cast off my flesh. I -hmm. cast off my sin, Lord, and I put you on and awaken my inner man. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. And in Jesus' name, may it be done. Amen. Amen. Yes. That's so good, Caleb. Yes. So, Lord, I'm still talking to God. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Y'all have no excuse now. So, I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, we're believing it for you guys. And uh, for real, lean in. Like, this is a gift from God, and he's got it for you for sure. Yes. But, um, yeah, so we just, like, we hope that this really, I feel like it did, really, like, shined a light on this. And, um, well, you know, just feed your all's lives and your hearts. And, uh, um, yeah, we know that God's going to move through it. So, Caleb, if you don't have anything else, I think that's going to be a wrap for this episode. No, I got nothing. Good stuff. Yeah. We'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening.
Thank y'all for listening to this week's episode of Full Scope. Our hope is that y'all are encouraged by this show to live an abundant life with Jesus. If you enjoy this show, we'd love for y'all to go to our page on whatever platform you're listening on, scroll to the bottom, give us a rating and a review, and we'd love to hear some feedback on how this show is impacting you. Once again, thank y'all for your support of the show. We couldn't do this without y'all. And stay tuned for more episodes. Thank you.